Hello and welcome to the First Homeowner Concierge Podcast, where our sole target is to get you into your first home. Now on to today's topic. One of the biggest questions that I get asked by first home buyers just doing their research is how much do I need? What deposit do I need? Um, and the assumptions that get made um, are wide ranging. So today I wanted to address what you actually need to get to get into the market. Um, generally you'll need a minimum deposit so that the lender will approve a home loan. And once you've got those two sorted out, you've got the funding to, go, to then go and purchase your, your property. Um, so how much is enough? A general rule of thumb, 10%. So if you're going to purchase something that costs 500000 10% savings is, is generally the sweet spot of what you'll get for a first homeowner. Now I must mention with the 10% deposit, you will be charged mortgage insurance. Um, you can avoid mortgage insurance, but you need 20% up front. So the bank will fund the rest of the 80% uh, in that case and not charge you any mortgage insurance. Now, the thing with mortgage insurance is the lower deposit you provide, the higher the mortgage insurance. This is because it's more riskier for the bank to lend you more against the value of the property. So your bare minimum for a first homeowner is 5%. So 5% is where you may be able to get in. Um, And I say may because there's a couple of lenders out there that offer these types of products. But again, they're going to be very uh, conservative when they assess you for finance. Your mortgage insurance cost is going to be higher and your interest rates are going to be higher. Um, Quite a a number of people are happy to get into the market of 5% because they fear that when the market moves up, it can move quite quickly uh, and you do run the risk of missing out um, for quite a while of getting into the market. Now there's another little trick that I've seen first home buyers use to get into the market earlier than what they otherwise would have, and that's to buy land and construction. Um, so in Victoria, land and construction, you'll get the first homeowner grant, and that's $10,000. So that's $10,000 you, you didn't need to save before. Um, the thing with purchasing land and then constructing your own home Uh, the way they do it is they buy the land and then the land might have a settlement period of say, let's say 18 months. So I've got quite a lot of clients that have done it before where they've got into the market off a small deposit, let's say $10,000. But during that time of, of when it takes the land to settle, say 18 months, they make sure they save up the remainder of of, of what's required to then get the loan when it settles. Um, so like I said, that is a good handy little tip. Um, the advantage of doing things that way is that if you just wait the 12 or 18 months and save your 10% up, then you run the risk again of having the house market go up and then you have to actually turn around and save a little bit more to raise your 10%. Another thing you can do if you're fortunate enough to have family that own property is 
have someone go guarantor on your loan. So as easily as I can explain it and how it works is when you go to a bank to take a loan, they give you the money and they use your house's security so that if you don't pay back the loan, they can take your house and sell it. Now, in the event you don't have any deposit, it means the bank's going to have to fund a large proportion of the purchase price of the property plus the costs. Um, so what you can do if you've got a family member willing to help you out is they can put their title to go as co-security against the loan. So the, the lender in that case uh, is is potentially very comfortable because now if you don't pay the loan, they've got two titles that they can potentially sell um, and get their money back uh, because that's all a lender, lender really wants to know. So in that, that, that scenario can be quite handy as well because it, it can reduce, it'll, it'll remove your mortgage insurance for one, um, which quite often can be $15,000, $20,000 worth of expense. Um, so you can, you can remove that. Also, because it's a lot more secure for the bank, it's a lot less riskier, you can access a cheaper interest rate as well. So most of the time that's apparent, but it can also be a blood uh, a blood relative. So again, that's one of those things where there's one or two lenders out there that'll, that'll be happy to do it to a blood relative. Um, but there's quite a number of lenders where, you, where you've got your parent to go guarantor on the loan um, that will be happy to look at doing that. So there you go. So just to recap, 10% is a rule of thumb of what you need. You can get in off, off a lower amount of 5%. You can get in off an even lower amount, assuming you're happy to buy a house and land and have a longer settlement. And you can also get in off a lower amount by using a guarantor to secure the loan. Knowing what you can do is great, but actually putting it into action is a whole different thing. In this scenario, I suggest you get in contact with a good mortgage broker to help you plan this out because there's too many risks of doing it on your own and then your expectations are one thing and then by the time you get there, which, which could be a period of months or years, you realize it's going to take longer. So. Get onto a good mortgage broker if you need anything, find my details and I'm happy to help. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the First Homeowner Concierge Podcast. If you've got any questions or you would like to get into your own home or you just want to stalk me online, you can search Will Bell Mortgage Broker on either Google or Facebook.